Come gather, ye friends, round your flickering half-fire, and listen to tales of daring, horror, and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set aside thine boiling festive rage, and instead unwrap a last-minute gift from a silly service station of the mind. Actually, it's more like a dusty attic, if we're being honest. If we're honest, it's a dingy basement. I love a good basement. Other than your worrying love of subterranean rooms, who are we, and what are we bringing this week? I am Uncle Bilbo, and I'm bringing glad tidings of festive joy, and maybe a bit of a sing. I am your dear, husky Uncle Bob-Bob, and I'm bringing a sack full of coal to this intro. I'm not sure how festive anyone is feeling, Bilbo. Oh no! Dear Uncle Bob-Bob... Really? Yep, I agree with Bob Bob, for I am Tombo, bringing the wild mood swings from anger to sadness. I concur. Oh, Pear Bear, no. Not you. You're not giving up on the whole I'm insert name here shenanigans, are you? Oh dear, simple Bilbo. As much as I appreciate the word shenanigans being banded around at every given opportunity, I have to concur with Bob Bob and Tombo. Not much room for silliness around these parts presently, I fear. But this is... The Silly History Boy Show. Oh, Pear Bear, no. Not even a, a tiny bit of room for a silly and wildly thrown-together tale of a totally true inception of a much-loved Christmas carol? Oh, come on, man. Everyone does a Christmas carol. Oh, curses! We should have done our own silly version of a Christmas carol. I've literally just thought of that now as I'm typing out this intro. Ooh, yeah, that could have been fun. Yeah, it's got loads of characters. A glut of silly voices begging to be babbled. <laughs> yeah, that would have cheered me up. Plus the story is right there. We just need to crowbar in some pop culture references, the old ticking noise, and Bob's your Cratchit. Fully formed show. Oh, well, I felt a small flush of joy just now. Oh, I forgot what that felt like. <laughs> what the dickens were you talking about? A carol. As in a song that is sung at Christmas. Man, that Christmas carol thing is going to haunt me. Wow, sounds boring. Totally. Ugh. The complete opposite of that Dickensian masterpiece. Indeed. Why, at the time Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol, Christmas wasn't commonly celebrated as a festive holiday. And it could be argued that Dickens's descriptions of feasting, gifts and family togetherness combined with the message that Christmas was a time when want is keenly felt and abundance rejoices may have helped revive popular interest in many Christmas traditions that are still practised today. Revive, Bilbo, revive, and now you have killed it. Ugh, you really are the 2020 of this troop. What carol is it? Ah, oh, it's the 12 days Actually, of... I don't care. Right, boys, set your face to a twisted grimace of a smile and let's open this god-awful Christmas jumper from your nan. Don't worry, me old chuckaboo. You'll be fine. They'll love you. I don't know, Cyril. Meeting the Frankfurt group for the first time. I mean, you all studied together. Oh, call us the Frankfurt gang, will you? Sounds wicked cool. Or my name isn't Cyril Scott. Composer. Uh, thanks for that, Cyril. I suppose that does sound pretty gripping. I suppose that does sound pretty gripping. Or... Um, or my name isn't Frederick Austin, composer? And soon-to-be member of the Frankfurt gang. 
Imagine if all those future folks thought of us composers as a bunch of button-down relics who only wheel out the classics to bore schoolchildren in music class or to give a bit of extra oomph to a trendy fight scene in one of those motion pictures by Louis Le Prince. I think it mainly captured bridges, Cyril. And died in mysterious circumstances, I hear. Where are you getting this information, Cyril? Oh, ho, ho. ignore me, Freddy. I'm just high on the excitement of you meeting the gang. Well, that's in Jerry Cobblers. Keep that Mozart spirit alive, eh? Ha! Well, it's definitely not Beethoven. Hate that guy. But what if they detest my composition, Cyril? It may well be just a load of old festive frippery to them. The 12 Days of Christmas? Reworking a classic! You've taken an 18th century French chance and brought it screaming into the modern early 20th century. I suppose. I'm just nervous, Cyril. Don't worry, Freddy. This is a safe space. A place to show your workings and get good, honest feedback. Now, come on, you. Do you always meet in a tavern, Cyril? Oh, probably not. This is a last-minute script by the Silly History Boys in an attempt to shamelessly grab attention during the strongly Tier 3 holiday season, and I suspect the writer is too lazy or lowbrow to be able to imagine the surroundings in which we would have really convened. I mean, listen. Do you hear that? That's drum and bass, that is. Unbelievable. What? Who? What writer? I know you don't mean yourself. Your, your tenses are all over the place. Oh, don't mind me, Freddy. It's all those sherry. Cobbler? I say, Scotty. Sherry cobbler? Panky panky. Yes, please. Panky panky? Oh, 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 yes. Hank is in Henry, and Henry is in H. Balfour Gardner. Oh, my gosh. H. Balfour Gardner? I saw the release of his evening hymn in D major last year. It's good work. Oh, do tell him that, Freddy. He's so self-critical. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up destroying most of his work, leaving very little music to survive him. What is in those cobblers? You seem to have incredible foresight at present. I'm a rebel, Freddy. A rebel whose music often crosses the boundaries of accepted musical convention. So I may as well smash through the odd wall here and there. Here, smash through this, Cyril. Accepted with grace, Henry. Henry, I would like you to meet Frederick Austin composer, teacher, and not half bad with the old baritone. A pleasure to meet you, Mr. Balfour Gardner. I was just remarking to Cyril on how taken I was with your evening hymn. Oh, please, call me Henry. A biz boss. That old hymn? I was thinking of chairing it all down in a critical fit of self-loathing anyway. Oh, no. Why? Oh, I won't get into it. I probably explained wrong. Plus, this episode's writer is really starting to connect with my character on a personal level, and he is starting to feel weird about setting us up as sort of Mozart party boys in the swinging tavern. Writer? Character? What is going on? Sherry Cobblers? We call it Cobbler Hobbler, Fredster. It's murder on the body, but it gives one an interesting sight beyond sight type to you. The ability to glimpse into other planes of existence and reach beyond the boundaries of time itself. Um, really? <laughs> you face! You face! No, it's all gibberish. He has donated his 265 to Wikipedia, and now he's sweating hard down a wiki hole. Who on earth is he? 
Kamla Hamla, baby. Woo! Someone orchestrate a cobbler into my gobbler. Danger Granger, right away. Percy, Percy, this is Frederick Austin. Fred, sir, this is George Percy Granger. He's the real firebrand of the group. Oh, nonsense, Henry. We are all like-minded souls. On the outside, looking in. Standing apart from the English musical establishment. Oh, that's why you all studied abroad? Yes, of course. That in the banging fortified wine. <laughs> but you were all about twelve when you were sent to the Hoch Conservatory in Frankfurt, no? Your point being? <laughs> no, listen to him, Freddy. He's Australian. Here's the gobbler for your gobbler, Danger Granger. And here's to you being Australian. And lovely. Cheers! 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 Struth, it kicks like a booming roo. Oh, there's a hobbler feel in the air tonight, fellas. So, is this us for tonight? Yeah, Rog and Norm send their regards, but they're still on the cobbler express from last night. And to be honest, they couldn't compose their way out of a paper bag at present. Right then, Pratsa. Let's have it then. And don't be distracted by incoming gobblers. Well, fellows, what an honour it is to be brought into the Frankfurt gang. I thank you. Sorry, I thought we were the Frankfurt Five. Where were you when I was telling you about Norman Rog hanging on to the Cobbler Express for dear life? There, oh, yeah, sorry. And stop apologising, Henry. Yes, all right. Sorry. I, I, I do it all the time, don't I? Stupid, 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 stupid. Yes, well, well, within this safe space, I would like to bring forward a new and improved arrangement of the 12 days of Christmas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we here for a cobbler fueled composition slam or to play children's memory games? Oh, of course not, Percy. Give him a chance. Plus, I would be terrible at that game. We did settle on the Frankfurt gang, didn't we? Unless Norman Rods are coming, I'd hate to write them off. For Christmas sake, Henry! Please continue, Frederick. Sorry for interrupting. It's quite all right, person. All feedback gratefully received. Uh, anywho, I have set it to the following melody. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm going for a traditional folky melody. Yes, can't really go wrong there. Oh, and if you do, you can always burn it. Oh, for festive sake. Four more cobblers, please, Berkey. I should really go easy if I'm on stage, as it were. No, you'll be fine, Frederick. Uh, loosen up, will you? Yes, quite. So the first verse is as follows on the first day of stop stop, stop there freddy my, my apologies um have you added an on indeed Cyril. i see well in the original version from 1780 oh the 12th of christmas sung at king pepin's ball london release yes that's the one a complete and utter banger of the written word that indeed well, in that original version, and the going on 20 incarnations that will follow, there is no on. Well, no, Cyril. I have added an on as a launching point, or indeed a place where stragglers can catch up. Let's say you're in a tavern and a, a little worse for wear. Oh, you're inside my head, Frenzler. And let's say there's one too many sherry cobblers being quaffed. Speak of the devil. 
your fellow singers can hold the on before you all launch into good, clean, festive fun. Love it. Genius. Get on board, Cyril. You know how we feel about boundaries. I'm on, Percy. I'm totally on. Sorry, Freddy, please continue. You've just wonderfully sideswiped me with, with, with that on. On indeed. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. You'll see that I've stuck with the classic in a pear tree. Oh, yes. It w- yes, what? You remember that fat about 10, 15 years ago for saying juniper tree? What? That's what I've always said. From now on, that's what I will always sing. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me part of a juniper tree. Oh, yes. A commonly misheard lyric, Cyril. Well, I will be very happy to receive juniper at Christmas. I'll have you know. It's excellent in the restoration of self from a bout of bronchitis. Right? Come now, Frederick. You've known Cyril Scott for a while now. You must surely be familiar with his little strange picadillo. Well, of course. I mean, we all know about his many books and pamphlets pertaining to occultism. No, silly. His keen interest in alternative medicine. Oh, my word. Well, no. No surprise there. If it's a toss-up between alternative medicine and the deeply disturbing world of the occult, well, give me a dribbly candlestick and a chalky magnet circle any time. Now, are we keeping the turtle doves, yes? On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Call it. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens. Why is it always a French hen? I mean, I have no boof with the French, but uh, I'm just curious. Uh, is it because it was originally a French rhyme? Bird obsessive writer? Could be the use of the word French. Just means foreign. Ah, this country. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds. You know, I have never noticed how avian this, this all is. What do you feel about the change-up of uh, collie bird to calling bird? I didn't notice I don't hate it. It's in keeping with total birdage, I feel. Why stick to a blackbird when you could have any bird that sings out? Blackbird. Oh, collie bird from the word coal. Just got it. What else was it going to be? Uh, A dog? What? What, a border collie? Well, a version of 12 Days of Christmas in in the Leicester Daily Post, no less. From 1907, had collie dogs being the third gift. Is this more of your alternative whatnot, Henry? No! Come on, men. Where are you rubbing these dogs? No! These gifts aren't for rubbing. They're for watching and enjoying the other stuff. Good Lord, Cyril, you're not eating dogs, are you? Well, uh, you know, uh, the Leicester Daily Post are famed. Oh, famed for their nutritional uh, suggestions. Um, and I just thought, uh, oh, would you look at that? We're out of gobbler. It's, uh, it's my round. Uh, sing me out, Freddy. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five gold rings. Love it. Genius. 
Oh, it's my own two-bar motif. It fits in nicely with the irregular meter. Ah, gives it a lovely hurried quality, no doubt. And it reflects that folky origin you mentioned. Ah, love me a callback. Genius! You're really mulling that wine now, Frederick. <laughs> Cyril will be annoyed he missed this. Has probably found a Dutchman to chow down on. Uh, please continue, Fredster. I'm very much enjoying. Uh, what a switch up from the word gold to the word golden be an idea? Oh, why? I like the held note with the step down, bordering on dissonance, if you ask me. Yes, but golden is easier for the singer to fit one syllable per note. Oh, come on. Where's the challenge in that? Hmm? Lazy, if you ask me. Hey, look, if we can bash out that line on a cobbler-hobbler such as this, then uh, no one has an excuse. Cobbler Express coming through. Well, you tell them over there in those United States, then. Yeah. They'll sing gold down, I'll wager. They'll sing anything. You don't know that for sure. Uh, don't cast aspersions just because they sit their national anthem to an old British drinking song. We have our American cousins to thank for the Cobbler Express, Cyril, why every song we sing is now a drinking song. That and the fact that we're total rock stars, gentlemen. Go on then, Percy. You go check. Uh, you go check with our American friends. Well, maybe I will. Good man. Tell you what, I'll even emigrate and die in New York just to make sure. Always dedicated to pushing those boundaries. Love that about you. That and your intense loathing for Beethoven. Me too. Hate that guy. Thanks, men. What on earth is happening here? It's a cobbler hobbler, Fresner. Get one down to you. They're piling up at your end. Pushing on through, then. Uh, I keep it pretty standard from then on out. Uh, six geese are laying, seven swans are swimming, eight maids are milking. I mean, I love me a bit of milk, but where would I stash all those milkmaids? I can only assume your huge sherry cellar is totally empty the way you're going. <laughs> you love it, you lush. Let's get to the big show, Frederick, before we all go cobbler diff. <laughs> of course, Percy. So it winds up with nine ladies dancing. <laughs> I do love a good dancing lady. Not those ladies, Cyril. We can always take the Cobbler Express to Whitechapel. Oh, too soon, Cyril. Show some decorum. Ten lords are leaping. Love me a leap. Choo-choo. I think Cyril is one cobbler away from leaping all over himself. Eleven pipers piping. Ah, uh, I, I never partake after I've been imbibing, thank you. The trick is to have a sneaky pipe just before you leave. And we finish up with twelve drummers drumming. Oh, very nice, Frederick. You've done some swapping around of those last four gifts. I like it. Keeps it fresh. Let's go for it then, Frederick. Uh, we'll join in and watch you for the changes. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. 
On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Four calling birds, three princes, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Five gold rings Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Six geese a-laying, five gold rings Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five gold rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five gold rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Nine ladies dancing, eight maids are milking Seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying Five gold rings Four calling birds, three French hens Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Ten lords are leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight mates are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five girls magic. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords are leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five girls. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords are leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight mates are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying. Five rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Well done, that man. Well done. Cheese. Excellent outing, Freddy. Indeed, Fred's the world bold, that man. He is defreetic. Cheers! (laughs) 
Oh my, this is a fine beverage. Mm. Oh, I can really feel it loosening my body and opening my mind. So, where next for Frederick Austin's The Twelve Days of Christmas? Well, it'll be published in 1909. That's roundabout. Now! Ah, wonderful. And it will go on to be a very popular Christmas carol with my composition as standard. I might take a run at it myself. Oh, many will. Frank Sinatra and the Sinatra family will give it a good old go. Oh, that's massive, Freddy. Totally gangster. Indeed. Mm. Oh, and the English comedian Jasper Carrot. They'll do the 12 drinks of Christmas where he gets ever-increasingly battered. Oh, I wonder where we got that from. And probably, most impressively of all, Alvin and his brothers Simon and Theodore will lend this composition their insurmountable talents. <laughs> Were they at the conservatory in Frankfurt with us? No, they're singing chipmunks, and they are huge. No more cobbler for that man. <laughs> cobbler, hobbler, baby. something slanderous well um many people like a drink at christmas bob bob it, insultingly so hey well they may have been you know anti-alcohol or 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 you know such and they probably didn't go to Whitechapel for you know but you know they were, they were complete rock stars yeah you cling to that where was it even going to the charity shop in the new year i can tell you no presents for you this christmas bilbo oh and with that in mind listener do not think of this episode as a gift but a promise a promise to return after this awful year of lying and weight gain home workouts and ultimately more lying and weight gain to return in 2021 to be as silly as we can as often as we can until i catch a break until i catch some shut eye or until i go all fury road drive to leeds and smother bilbo with my awful jumper witness me <laughs> I'd probably weep as I was killing Bilbo, I imagine. I may well just shed a tear of happiness at all this festive warmth here at Silly History Boys HQ. Oh, and listener, I also feel a wave of happiness that we found you and you found us during this strange, and let's face it, deeply unsettling year. For we will see you in 2021. Mid-January? Let's say... Maybe. But don't come at us if it ends up being February. Good call. Gives me time to shift some of this weight gain. Stop lying, Bilbo. For we are the Silly History Boys. And for 2020, we are, as always, sorry. Sorry. Episode 23, or Compose Yourself, Man. It's Christmas. 
was written and festively delivered by the Silly History Boys. Any actual names or likenesses of celebrated composers are used in a fictitious and silly manner. Frederick Austin, composer, was jingled by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Cyril Scott, composer, was lashed to a herd of reindeer by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. H. Balfour Gardner, composer, was stuffed down a chimney by Rob Uncle Bob Bob Bond. Percy Granger, composer, was eggnogged by Tom Tombo Fermor. Clinks, clanks and music provided by zapsplat.com. Extra music provided by the wonderful Scott Buckley. And the intro music, as always, by the mysterious Lord Fastfingers. Tidings of comfort and joy to you all, folks. And we'll see you again in 2021. On, antlered Mrs. Clibdiclops, on! Test, test. This is me testing. Ooh, that's too much. I think I've got an engine rumbling in the background, but I hope that's not coming through. Go away, person with your car. Go away. Why are you just randomly revving your engine? Go on. Come gather, you friends. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's the only thing I have that works for me. Is my voice. And it's gone. And now there's an aeroplane. I'm totally on board, Percy. Totally. Oh, dude. And I am your dear husky Uncle Bob Bob. And I'm bringing a sack full of coal to this intro. I'm not sure how truly festive anyone is feeling, Bilbo. Least of all me, doing 54 shows for children with no mic on a windy platform in Manchester next to someone who has got a mic and a full PA and likes to play music in the middle of the very, very, very subtle parts of the show that I'm doing that I really, really would prefer to have some silence for, or worse still, playing it at the beginning of the show when you explain the sort of panto motif that we're doing. I really haven't got the vocal energy to be improvising. God. If it doesn't even make the credits, I'll cry. But you were all about 12 when you were first sent to the hoch. 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 Conservatory in Frankfurt, no? Perfect take, that one. I'm not doing it again. All right. Oh, Freddy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. Let me scrabble for my script. Where is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are we here for a coppola fueled composition slam? Or just a pie? <laughs> My lips don't work, it's freezing in the shed. I'm standing in a shed. I'm standing in a shed. <laughs> because I'm scared, scared of my no-year-old son. God, life is sh- <laughs>